You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On NBA Draft. My name is Richard Stamen. You probably know me a little bit better as at Mavs Draft on Twitter. Got a good episode for you today. Going to go over some rookie overreactions from this first week of basketball. Today marks the seven-day mark since opening day. Seems like a lot longer already. And I'll also catch you up with what is going on in Europe, what you've missed from some prospects. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So going to start with Europe and, st- and just tell you a little bit about what you might have missed during this NBA first week. You know, it's not exactly the most popular time to be catching up with Europe. A lot of that starts to catch up around June, around a month before the draft, things like that. But I, I, this is really the first year I've kept up with Europe as a whole. I kept up a little bit towards the end of the draft cycle last year, but this is the first year where I'm really invested throughout the year. So let's dive into, there's about four players who I feel like have really caught my eye one way or another. Uh, this excludes Victor Wembanyama, who just came back from injury. He played in his first game on Sunday, and he looked good despite going one of four, really not making a whole big impact, but his role is pretty minimal. And he had one play I tweeted out. If you type in Mavs draft, Victor, I'm not going to make you spell out Wembanyama, but if you type in that phrase, you'll see he goes super low. He's 7'1", 7'2", 7'. I honestly don't know what he's going to be listed as, but he's seven foot plus easy and is putting the ball on the floor ridiculously low, stepping back, hitting, getting crossovers off against pro defenders. It's ridiculous, but that goes without saying. So let's start with Nikola Jovic. Uh, again, I will say this every single time that he is featured, not to be confused with Nikola Jokic, no relation, but they are both Serbian. Um, he is really special. He's my top international prospect in this draft as of right now. He's a 6'10 shot creator, really good at putting the ball on the floor, has some good guard skills. He needs to add strength. Um, he also probably is limited defensively in large part due to his limited athleticism, but really good playmaker scorer, just a, a well-rounded offensive player in my opinion. But so his team mega, they're the powerhouse in Serbia. They only play once a week, so he's only played five games, and they started the season a month ago today, on September 26th. And his most, he kind of went through a little bit of a cold spell last week. He went two of nine the week before, one of nine, and a combined 0 of nine from three. So half of his shots were threes, and he missed every single one of them. That's concerning. And then even before that, he went 0 of two. But this game, he corrected himself. He went 5 of 7, 2 of 2 from 3, had 6 assists with just 1 turnover, had a steal, 3 rebounds, and he had 12 points, like I said, 5 of 7 shooting. Really strong bounce-back game. He had one nasty step back where it it was the flash you always look for in these guys. And he's only 18. He's still really young. He's 18 until almost draft day. So he'll play the entire rookie season if he decides to come over as a 19-year-old in the NBA. He's really good. Um, he's a guy to watch. He's probably, again, my top international guy. A lot of other people's top international guy is Yannick Sosa. Um, he continues to struggle over in Europe. His best game was a two for three a couple weeks ago. But 
over the last few weeks, I mean, he doesn't take many shots, and that's in large part due to his offensive game just being so raw. Um, but on Sunday against Barcelona, obviously strong competition, the second best or best team in Spain, he had two blocks and two steals, and that's really what you're looking for. He's not really much of a shooter in any capacity. He's five of eight from the line, and overall he's shooting 32% from the field, and he's a big man. He's uh, listed as seven foot, and he's shooting 32%. That's really concerning. But all the defensive flashes are there. It's kind of like if you remember Hassan Whiteside's first season in Miami, and this isn't a comparison to Whiteside because they're not similar, but the same way they control the paint that one time, that one year Whiteside did, you can't enter the paint year so so like defenses or offenses, excuse me, coordinate their game plan around getting as getting Zosa far away from them or getting as far away from Zosa. So he's been struggling, but defense is still there. That's not been an issue. Next one, I always have to give a shout out to Matthew Galzine. He's a French player playing for Le Mans in, in France. He has been pretty good to open the year. He had one dud going over two in nine minutes to start this month. It was the first game of October. But ever since then, he's been pretty good. A Sunday game and the Saturday game before that were pretty good. That was against Paris on Sunday and Pau Ortez on Saturday. He had 18 points two weeks ago, um, or I guess, sorry, week and a half ago. Um, that was pretty good on six of eight shooting, three assists, three turnovers. Turnovers continue to be a, a big problem for him. He has three less turnovers and assists for the year, but he has 10 points, and this is on Sunday. He had 10 points, four of seven shooting, one of three from three, one of one at the line. He had a nice AM1, five assists, five rebounds, one steal, six turnovers. Again, turnovers are an issue, but... He is someone who I'm a big fan of. He is still only 20 years old until almost uh, March. He's in the last days of February, so he plays most of his rookie season if he decided to come over as a 21-year-old. So he's pretty young. He improved his shot. He sped it up. Last year is a little bit inconsistent and a little bit of a line drive and flat. While it is still a little bit of a line drive, it's not nearly as flat, and that's a big upgrade for Galzine. So I still like him. Last one to keep an eye on over in Europe. These are pretty much my top four European prospects as of now. Roko Prakocin's nice, but he's kind of struggled. And I worry about his jump shot. But Khalifa Jop, he went one of one against Real Madrid. So not a whole lot. He only played 12 and a half minutes. Had two rebounds, two points, four fouls, one turnover. But Jop is a really impressive player because he's 6'11" incredibly long and incredibly athletic and he is just a murderer of the rim especially off of lobs like he can finish anything gets the ball gets his hands on the ball at any time any place he does a really good job of that he is probably also going to end up in my top five international prospects but those are the five international prospects that or excuse me yeah five with Wembenyana um that I have been keeping an eye on and I think that you should remember their names as draft time approaches but when I come back I'll overreact to some of the rookie performances that we've seen in the first week of NBA basketball. But first, let me talk to you about DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. So you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion 
and get your TV together with DirecTV. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to Locked On NBA Draft. Thank you so much for making Locked On NBA Draft part of your daily podcast routine. I know on behalf of me and Draft Dummies and Raphael, you know, we, we all put a lot of work into this and you listening every day really means a lot to us. And, and as college basketball returns, we'll continue producing some high quality draft content. I know right now it's a little bit dry, but we're trying to make the most of what we got. But thank you so much for listening to us every day. And to my episodes when mine come out really means a lot to me for everyone that supports me. Um, so to get into this next portion of the show, I'm going to re- overreact to some rookie rookie headlines, I guess, and rookie performances. So the five guys that really stand out as just absolute steals or winners right now of their picks, easily Chris Duarte had an impressive debut and seems to be going at that every single day. He fit what every single person, I know it's only at three or four games, but he fits what every single person predicted, which is he's a veteran as a rookie. Um, 24 years old, lived up to the age as a producer, and he's been really good for Indiana. I love how he is able to fit with Malcolm Brogdon very well. Just an overall sound fit for that Pacers team and a really good depth at the absolute worst. Next one is Evan Mobley. He's been putting up assist numbers. He's been getting blocks. He's been getting rebounds. He's been getting points. I mean, from what he did in Summer League, it's really impressive that he has been this good. And I actually do think his is very sustainable. Um, just his ability to play near the rim on both ends. And as he continues to be more confident as a ball handler, those assist numbers can only go up. Next one is probably Jalen Green. I think that's an absolute must. Just dropped a 30-point game on Sunday with eight made threes. Man was born ready. I mean, his game translates perfectly to what the NBA is. And he is going to probably every game that Cade Cunningham misses it's a another really strong case he makes for a rookie of the year because he's just incredibly ready for this stage Davion Mitchell has been really good on both ends the off night stuff is really translated and he's had some good offensive performances um only nine points per game at the time of recording this but he's still been pretty decent um the field goal percentage could get there I think a little bit that could go up from 37 percent but as of right now, he's looking really good. And the next one is either a tie between Franz Wagner or Scotty Barnes. Both have just looked phenomenal in similar roles. Really good, you know, Swiss Army Knives to an extent. The three-point shooting for both has been a little bit better than expected. Um, honestly, Scotty Barnes, I guess, actually really isn't shooting as much. But Franz is shooting at a decent amount and has been over 30%. He's been really good on both ends. And honestly, he's been the better rookie so far. So that kind of goes into those that negative area of Jalen Suggs, who I'll get into in a bit. But I'm interested to see what happens with this rookie class. There's been some early showings of some guys, like Sandro Mamoukelashvili, who was the 54th pick and is on a two-way contract, had some really nice flashes in the 40 minutes he's played so far. So I'm interested to see what he does. Jeremiah Robinson Earl looks like an absolute veteran so far. Um, this rookie class seems to be living up to the hype. I, I really did not expect to be saying that, and I'm excited to be saying that. I think, I think this is one of those years where I, I tweeted this: how last year had six positive players in terms of on/off, and um, or I actually, sorry, the number was different. It was in terms of net rating, offense rating minus defensive rating. Six rookies who qualified had qualified minutes had 
positive ratings. And I really thought it would be six again, but at this rate, I really do think it'll be more. There's just so many good players in this draft that are already making dents within their team. And it's not just a long-term dent, it's a short-term dent. So I really like what the rookie class looks like this year. On the other end, I'm going to talk to about you know some of the negatives and why I see some of those guys turning around and why maybe some of it is uh, a flash of the future. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online and Rock Auto. Bet Online is back and better than ever. New web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated website on the mobile or the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your first bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, the World Series, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You often endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and and you wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. So with Rock Auto, you can save time and money. You can save up to 30, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, and there'll be two words, L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N, in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So for this last portion of the show, there's one obvious name that has really struggled, I think, in these first this first week of basketball. And I, I do want to say I know that I'm kind of like pretending to overreact here, but a lot of this is genuine. But there is one who I actually am a little bit concerned about, but also mostly not just because looking at a similar teammate doesn't really scare me. Um, and that is Jalen Suggs. He's been pretty bad to start this season. He was really bad in the preseason was iffy in the summer league, but he mostly has been pretty bad to start the year. Uh, luckily, Tuesday, excuse me, Monday night was a little bit better for him. He ended up with 12 points, but still 11 shots, 4 of 11. It was one of his best games, which is not good to say about that line. He has scored double digits in all four games, which is promising, but it just hasn't been him at all. He hasn't shot over 35%. Um, Actually, let me do some math. 4 of 11 is 36%. So he's only done it once now, but he still hasn't even touched 40%. That's incredibly alarming, especially for a guy who, by many, including myself, hyped up to be this you know super safe player, day one contributor, has not done it on day one, week one. Luckily, there's still time. So what I would use as a similarity was last year looking at Cole Anthony, he hit a game winner a month into the season against Minnesota. Before then, he had played 15, like, or I guess including that, it was his 15th game of his career. And he had really struggled. In that time, his stats were, he was averaging 10 points a game, and that was on 33.7% shooting, 27% from three, 3.3 assists, 1.7 turnovers, so not even a full two to one assist to turnover ratio. He was still getting rebounds, but he was pretty bad until he got that big confidence booster. And the rest of the rest of his season was va- like just drastically different. 
Obviously, he did suffer an injury that kept him out for some time, but the rest of the way, he averaged 14 points per game on 42% shooting, 37% from three, four and a half assists, still 2.5 turnovers, but he ended up bouncing back. And I think that's what Jalen Suggs really needs. It's just that confidence. He's getting to his spots. The skills don't look bad. He doesn't look like he doesn't know how to play basketball or something like that, but he is pretty good at getting to his spots. He just can't make a shot to save his life right now. And he's had some terrible luck on the defensive end. Luckily, the Magic can afford this little slump, but he does need to snap out of it quick. You don't want to see this. Um, I know a lot of Magic fans don't want to see this, especially while Scotty Barnes is thriving. And, you know, there's been a little bit of a feud there of Raptors fans saying they got the better player and they were right to pass up on Suggs and all this stuff because Scotty Barnes has been way better than expected. But I do think that uh, Jalen Suggs will bounce back and, and there's reason to see hope. I mean, maybe once he gets a true point guard next to him, like Markel Fultz, maybe having Jonathan Isaac's defense will help him save some energy for offense. Who knows? There's a lot of different variables you can point to. Maybe Chumo Kiki will help him a lot. The Magic are pretty depleted from injury. None of those three guys I just said have even touched the floor, even including the preseason, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if Okiki played or not, but there's a lot of promise though for Cole Anthony, or excuse me, Jalen Suggs. And speaking of Cole Anthony, though, that man went off on Sunday, had a crazy 15 rebound game. Um, or I, th I think it was 15. I'm, I don't want to misspeak here, but he had a really crazy game in leading the Magic to a, their first win and one of their few wins that they will end up getting this season. It was a really impressive outing. He's just been phenomenal. He had 29 points, 16 rebounds, 8 assists on 9 of 16 shooting. I think he might be in for a breakout at some point, whether it's this year or the beginning of next year. The man is really good at basketball, and I hope that it spreads to Jalen Suggs because Suggs is in such a cold spell. He needs it very, very badly. But some other players who I guess haven't gotten the light, uh, I'm going to shine one on this player, which is Josh Giddy. The man hasn't had the go most gaudy stats, even though he's still averaging 9, 7, and 5 on 46% shooting, he makes his teammates better. And that deserves a shout-out. Shout um, one player who I feel like I've been pretty wrong on early on was Zaire Williams. He's already played 50 minutes, and he is shooting the three ball well. And I think they could find the Grizzlies could find a role for him as a shooter in the lineup off the bench. I think that there is some serious potential there. But so that's my week one overreactions or, you know, quick overviews and probably living too much in the moment as well as the international recap. Next week, I'm joined by Leaf Tulin, a big jazz person on Twitter that you should follow. Huge with college basketball. One of the first I remember in draft season to be high on Trey Murphy. He's really smart. He's going to be joining me a lot, but we're going to do a college basketball preview next week. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss it. Um, thank you again for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen or a part of your daily routine if this isn't your first listen. But for your second listen, go ahead and make Locked On Fantasy Basketball um, your choice. Josh Lloyd has been incredible both on Twitter and the podcast in predicting who's some of the good players to add, some of the sleepers, whatnot. It's a free and available on all platforms. So go ahead and listen to him. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On NBA Draft and see you all next week.